Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Tonight's reading comes to us from Philippians, the second chapter. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. In the name of Jesus, amen. As we know, sin is a big deal. Sin, it has affected everything in this world as we know it. For example, because of sin, our crops, as you know, you farmers, these crops do not grow as they should. Because of sin, there is conflict among mankind and people groups, there's lawsuits, there's wars and slander, to name a few, just a few. Because of sin, our bodies, your bodies, my body, our bodies and our minds are poisoned as well, not working the way they should. Cancer, heart disease, heart attacks, Alzheimer's, to name a few. But perhaps the most significant trouble with sin, we have conflict with a holy God. And death, it has seized all creation. Yes, death has seized all creation. We die. Now take a moment, if you will, and recall Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. In the Garden Adam, he was told that they could eat from any tree except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. In other words, besides all the plants and all the trees in the garden, there were two significant trees in the middle of the garden, in the midst of the garden. Like the sacrament of communion, God gave power and significance to these trees so that their fruit would produce, that their fruit could produce mental and spiritual and physical effects upon Adam and Eve. On the one hand, the tree of life continually imparted the power unto eternal life. It was good. However, on the other hand, the tree of good and evil, well, that tree, as you already know, was not to be touched, according to God. 
The reason is, eating from the tree of good and evil would introduce the germ of death into the body and the soul of Adam and Eve. Indeed, disregarding that word of God, that spoken word of God to them, and eating from the tree of good and evil, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it would result and bring forth not life, but destruction for Adam and Eve, the poison of death. Eating the forbidden fruit from the forbidden tree unleashed evil into the body and the soul of Adam and Eve so that they would fall victim to death. Dying thou shalt die. Death was a consequence of the tree, the tree of good and evil. The tree of good and evil brought forth not forgiveness, not life, and not salvation, but shame, sin, decay, and death. And so ever since that dreadful day of Adam and Eve eating the forbidden fruit, our world has spun into the chaos of sin. We see it everywhere around us. We feel it in the air. We feel it in our bones. We just know it's there. The effects of sin have become the new normal for all of us. Indeed, the new normal for mankind. Our world is saturated with decay and death. We live in a world where we have to fight. Think about that. We have to fight to survive. Every morning we wake up. We wake up every morning and we work hard to beat back the effects of death. For example, first thing in the morning and every day we wake up, we brush our teeth to brush away the smell of death in our mouths, killing bacteria and germs from the previous night. We wash away dead skin in our showers and baths. We color our hair to prevent the signs of aging in our hair. We put moisturizer on our aging hands, our cracking hands, and makeup over, yes, those deepening wrinkles. We take vitamins and medications to strengthen and prop up our aging bodies, our aging and dying bodies. Then we go into our vehicles, now keep in mind our vehicles, with seatbelts and airbags and anti-lock brakes and road alerts and traffic signs and traffic lights and so forth, all to keep us from dying, to keep us safe, to keep us alive. And when we're at work, the majority of the work that we do, the jobs that we have in this life, are meant to sustain life. Indeed, propping humanity up. You see, the natural course of this world is toward destruction and disorder and chaos, decay and death. Which is why we work so very hard to push back against these things. Life is one constant fight against the effects of Adam and Eve's eating from that tree the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, considering all this, it makes sense why Jesus' birth was in Bethlehem. He was born into the world affected by the eating of that tree, yes, that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Jesus entered a world that had been in bondage to death. To make this perfectly clear for us, Jesus was born in a cave in a dumpy town called Bethlehem. Not, I remind you, not in a golden palace in Jerusalem or some sort of golden palace in Rome. He came from a slave nation, Israel. Not a mighty nation, definitely not a mighty nation like Rome or Egypt itself or Persia or Assyria or Babylon. He entered the human condition and lived in a human world with all of its shame, with all of its sin, all of its decay and death all around him. But here's the catch. Here's the profound catch. Everything in this world dies because everything in this world has the germ of death. 
Indeed, everything in this world is poisoned by Adam and Eve's tree, resulting in shame and sin, decay and death. But get this, not your Jesus. Did you hear that? Not your Jesus. Your Jesus, he has no shame. He has no sin. No decay in your Christ. No death. He was not affected by that tree, that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. However, the point of Advent, the point of Christmas, why we are here in this sanctuary, why we listen to the Holy Writ, why we listen to the Word, is to hear that Jesus was born into the human condition not to somehow float above the curse, but to willingly go to another tree, the tree of Golgotha, the cross. Baptized saints, hear this loud and clear. Open your ears, straighten your back, chins up. You can have a little bit of a smile, of assurance, steadfast assurance right now. Instead of tasting the fruit of the tree of good and evil, your Jesus tasted the fruit of death at the tree of Golgotha, his cross. It's quite simple. Why we're here, why we believe, why we trust, it's pretty simple, but yet profound. By Adam's tasting of the Eden's tree, by Adam's tasting of Eden's tree, we have death. By Jesus' death on Golgotha's tree, we taste life. Adam's tree strikes death in us. Jesus' tree grants us life. Adam's tree of death was planted in a lush garden. Jesus' tree of life is planted in the graveyard of skulls, Golgotha. Through the tree of good and evil, sin, shame, and decay, and death, they were born unto you. Through the tree of Golgotha, forgiveness, life, and salvation were achieved all for you. Baptized saints, if Jesus had not taken on flesh that Christmas long ago, he could not have been nailed to a tree, and if he could not be nailed to a tree, you and I would be left damned underneath Adam's tree. However, your Christ, your Jesus, he put on flesh. He was born into human history because of a tree and for another tree. Jesus, he set aside the privileges of deity. He took on human flesh so that he could live a selfless life, an obedient life, and then die a selfless, obedient death. Indeed, then die a selfless, obedient death on a tree for you as a gift for each and every one of you. Baptized saints, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas indeed. Your Jesus, he put on flesh. He put on flesh and blood for you. The tree of Golgotha is your life. It is what we lean forward to in the midst of Advent and Christmas itself. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.